Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., two motivational speakers that are here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Join James and Ray and get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this, once again, is Ray Leonard Jr. Hey, Ray, we got a fabulous show planned for today, man. I'm excited. I'm excited because we're talking about things that uh, is going to encourage and also help uh, our next generation, our current generations, and, and things that they need to be leaders of tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, that uh, that one song that says, I believe that children are the future. I mean, it is, it's so true <laughs> that a lot of times we have to look to our youth um, to see where we're going to go in the future. And, you know, I'm excited about what we have going on. With everything that's happening in the world right now, um, we need a breath of fresh air, some some young leaders to come up and uh, change the whole thought process. So I'm excited to see where we're going. I'm excited about our guest today and uh, looking forward to a great show. But how, how you been, man. JC? What's been going on down there? Man, I tell you, man, just uh, trying to stay in shape. That's my biggest uh, thing right now. So I, I, I'm, I'm afraid that if I don't get out and do my six miles every day, uh, first of all, I'm gonna lose consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I mean, I can't stay in the house uh, like like I've been doing. I got to get outside. But you know, everything is is just fine, man. Everything Ooh. is just fine. Yeah. Uh, Mich- Michelle and I, we 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 doing it, but we're ready to come back to California, so we'll be back there real soon, like in about four or five days. Okay, that's good stuff, man. I, I just been uh, doing the same, uh, you know, the whole push up, challenging things, and I've been trying to do some sit ups and a little working out, but my body's been getting sore, and so I, I know I'm getting aged. You know, it's, it's taking a little bit longer for me to recover nowadays, so it's it's a little different than it used to be. You know, I look back at these old pictures I used to have, and I see myself with six pack and, and muscles and stuff from playing football. And now I'm like, man, I'm pushing myself to get out to bed every morning. Man, it's still there, man. It's just uh, <laughs> motivated. I mean, you just got got to continue to be motivated, like like you are. You you're motivated. Yeah. Uh, but Ray, I, you know, I'm excited that we we our guests. Uh, we got Doctor Sequoia Newsom and Mister Carlos Williams, and we got Thomas Wright on the show today. You know, man, I tell you, it's all about leadership. It's all about encouragement. It's all about knowing uh, that we have to prepare our next generations. I'm talking about our leaders today. We have to prepare our next generation for uh, tomorrow challenges because they're going to be our leaders. Right. So let, let me ask you this question, JC. So back when you were young and coming up, um, did you know what leadership was or, or was it just kind of just something innate in you that you had to figure out? Well, I don't think anybody knows uh, when they're uh, young what leadership is. Um uh, it's it's something leadership comes uh, from, you know, the, your learn it, uh, the things that you learn, the, the people that you look up to, the, the, the uh, things that you do in order to develop those leadership skills. No one is born a leader. We have to develop those types of things. And it's, it's all about uh, having great leaders that you look up to and they are guiding you. So I think that that's determines a person, uh, even from a young age, on what uh, type of skills to develop to be leaders. I think you're right, because we look up to people when we're younger and find out what path do we want to take and what kind of skill sets do we want to have and what do we want to project. And you know, when I was growing up, I looked at it from a sports standpoint because my father was an athlete. Uh, so I saw that. I thought that was leadership. But as I grew and got older, I started doing, you know, reading different books and uh, seeing other, you know, political leaders or, or, or motivational leaders, and it changed my thought process that you don't just have to be an athlete to be a leader. You can lead in so many different ways, and that's why I'm so excited about, you know, our younger generation because even us now where we are in our lives, we can still look to them for, for leadership and guidance because 
we know we don't all have the the book on knowledge and and uh it's good to look at things from a different perspective one thing ray that i think that uh uh we need to understand and our youth and our today's leader is the definition of a leader the best definition of a leader that i know is goes like this a leader is a person that knows the way that goes the way but most importantly shows the way they lead by example they lead by example and so that's what we have to instill in our uh future generations now that they still have to go by that definition right absolutely absolutely and you know going by that definition we have a, a great guest that's with us that led by example uh, you know, this young lady is is a, a recent graduate from the Bernard J. Dunn School of Pharmacy in Winchester, Virginia. Uh, she received her bachelor's uh, from Trinity Washington University in Washington, D.C., and she's always wanted to go into pharmaceuticals and have a goal of optimizing patients' health and quality of life. So uh, without further ado, I want to bring in our guest, uh, Dr. Sakia Newsom. Sakia, welcome to the show, and congratulations on your recent graduation. Hi, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here with you all. Congratulations, Doc. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Now, that that's this is this is a big, big accomplishment for you. So how many other doctors do you have in the family? Um, I am actually the only one. Oh, you're setting history on fire. <laughs> yeah, I'm setting an example for the, the rest of the kids coming up, all my little siblings and cousins so they got some shoes to fill <laughs> there you go excellent excellent so what made you want to go into the medical profession um so you know how when you're like a little kid and everybody always asks you what do you want to be when you grow up and I've always said I wanted to be a doctor um when I was younger I didn't really know what type of doctor I wanted to be I just knew I wanted to be a doctor um and then once I graduated from high school and it was time for me to go to college, I started researching basically how to be a doctor. And that led me on to getting my um, degree in biology and undergrad. But then once I got through college, I knew I had to narrow that down. And I took a job at CVS as a pharmacy technician. And then I went from there. I became very interested in the pharmaceutical industry and then I just took it from there, and I knew that's what I wanted to do. Wow. That's great. I see you finished your doctorate doing this uh, current situation that we're going through right now. You know, being quarantined and, you know, I'm talking about having limitations of working on your, on your doctorate. What was the biggest obstacles in completing your training during this type of crisis in quarantine? Um, probably trying to make sure that I don't catch the coronavirus, um, because, (laughs) (laughs) um, once the coronavirus like started really becoming like a hot topic and the numbers were getting higher, I was actually on my seventh out of eighth rotation. And I was doing that at a hospital in Virginia and we were getting a lot of cases coming in there. I had patients who were coming in, um, confirmed coronavirus cases coming in. So I was just, you know, nervous trying to make sure that I won't actually catch the coronavirus. I'm here, you know, just interning. I'm not getting paid for this. So I'm just trying to, you know, make my way through the hospital, dodging the coronavirus. But good thing um, my school actually allowed us to end like two weeks early. So that benefited me a lot. Well, wow, that's that's wow. amazing that you're 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 interning. We talk about our our frontline people that are are working um, out there to keep us safe. But you're interning. You're not getting paid for it, and you're still working to help and try to make some sense out of this thing. So we applaud you for that here at uh, It's Your Life Radio. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad I got to do it. You know, it was a little nerve wracking, but it was a great experience, and I was glad I got to get my hand into like a pandemic like this. Excellent. Excellent. Wow. So, um, you know, we talk about, about about leadership, about others going into the profession. Um, what advice would you give other future leaders that want to go into the medical profession? Um, the best advice I can probably give is to just 
continue to think about the outcome because being in the situation, especially going into the medical field, it's a long road. It takes a lot of like hard work and dedication. And a lot of times you want to give up because you feel like you're not going to make it through, especially when life's obstacles get in your way. But if you continue to look at where you're going to go and the outcome and where it's going to take your life, I think that's the best way to get through getting into the medical field. Wow. Wow. You, you hear that, JC? I mean, we, hey. we are, are in, in the presence of, of absolute uh, you know, dominance in, in, the, in the medical world and in the mental world and the leadership world. It's, it's great, to, great to hear this. And you know what? Uh, it, it's fantastic to hear this and also to be starting your career uh, right now when uh, there is a lot of things going on and you have, you'll be able to make an impact, especially in the pharmaceutical business, uh, for the elise, for the current uh, situations and even more that's going to follow. So we applaud you for having the stickability and the fortitude to stay motivated to finish up your doctorates and now it's time for you to go to set the world on fire absolutely and uh you know uh, we have we have a couple quite a few more questions for you but uh, i think we, we got to take a quick commercial break right jc yes i was getting ready to let you know rated <laughs> <laughs> it's time for us to take a quick a commercial break but we'll be back uh it's your life i'm james coley this is ray little jr James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, you know I tell you, Ray... Uh, we got uh, Dr. Newsom here, and you know, she's encouraging our youth out there to go out and do big things because she did big things. Hey, Dr. Newsom, what yeah. is the biggest difference differences you see in how today's youth approach their futures? Um, well, I see today's youth, they are very stuck on fast money, taking the fast route um, into everything, and they don't really want to sit down and have the patience to do something such as going to the medical field because it takes so long to get there, to get to where you want to go. Um, but I just feel like if, like I said, it was my advice, if they just look at the outcome, they will see that the quickest way is not always the best way. And one thing that I've always told myself is that if, if it's worth it, it won't be easy. If everyone can do something, then everyone will do it. Like, going into the medical field, it's rewarding. Everyone can't go into the medical field because they don't want to take those extra steps into getting there. So I just feel like the the youth need to do better with sticking through something instead of just finding the quick way out of everything. Well, you know, that's, that's, that's great that you say that, uh, you know, because – I, I see that in a lot of the, the youth that I coach. Everybody wants that 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 quick um, uh, experience. Everybody wants that quick gratification right now. They don't want to take their time and actually go through a process. But in life, there's a process that you have to go through, and you have to stick with it to be at that certain point. And like you just said, I said if everybody could do it, um, everybody you know would it would be wouldn't be you know hard to do. But uh, you know it's, it's so amazing what what you accomplished. Um, now, looking back at, at how you got to where you are, 
who were some of your biggest influences to get you get you the way you are? Um, I would definitely have to say my mother because um, I always remembered my mom going to school. Even when I was young, I remember going to school with her, like sitting in the classroom with her with my coloring book, you know, watching her through her whole journey. And I've seen the benefits that she's gotten out of that. So I've just always looked up to her as my role model because I feel like if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't have been able to get to where I am now. I was hoping hoping you said that because I know she ain't here listening. So <laughs> you don't want to make mama mad. <laughs> hey, doctor, who was your biggest, biggest influences in uh, helping you make some of the decisions that you are making today? I mean, uh, um, your mother, I know, but, um, you know, were there others? Um, yeah, there were definitely some other people, such as the pharmacist that, I work with and that I'm around, I have a few mentors that have actually influenced me um, to take extra steps actually into my um, education. Um, Yeah, I would probably have to say the pharmacists that I've had around me because they've already taken the steps that I've taken and they've opened my eyes up to a lot of different other opportunities, opportunities that are in the pharmaceutical industry. So. Excellent. Speak, wow. Speaking of the other opportunities, uh, what are you looking for as, as, your, as your goals for the future? What do you want to accomplish? I mean, I know you just got finished with your, with your degree and uh, you, you're working forward. You're working towards what you want to go, what you, what you want to do. But what's your biggest goal? What do you see yourself doing in the future? Um, I definitely want to get my foot into a lot of different um, things in the pharmacy industry. I want to go into the industrial part of pharmacy um, but right now, my next plan is to actually enroll back into school and go into the master's program at the University of Maryland for medical marijuana. And I do want to then open up a cannabis dispensary that will also have herbals and supplements, vitamins and stuff like that. Wow, those are some gigantic goals. You know, I tell you, you're saying go, you just finished school and going back to school, you're going to find yourself like me. Yeah, yeah. Jason <laughs> has 37 degrees. <laughs> no, no but, but education is, is very important uh, out there. I mean, e- even though uh, we might think that we have reached the top, uh, I believe that we always have to go back and retool. Uh, in the country, we always said you have to always sharpen the axe. Uh, if, if you are cutting down trees, because um, if you don't sharpen the axe and the axe get dull, you're not going to be able to, attack, to uh, cut down anything and you're going to be stuck and fall behind. Well, well, speaking of sharpening the axe, you know, when you have, you know, the youth coming up and, and learning uh, you know where they want to go. They need good mentors or good people that are going to guide them and give them correct information. Um, so th- that's that's what we want to bring in our next guest. Our next guest is Mr. Uh, Carlos Williams. He's a. Uh, well, principal, an educator, a leader, the president of C.J. Williams and Associates, and and one of the smartest guys I know. So, uh, Mr. Williams, wake up to the show. Hey, good afternoon, guys. How's everybody? Excellent. I'm doing just fine, sir. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. I, I'm I'm glad I got to hear that sister uh, talk. It just kind of got me fired up. Like, man, I. I <laughs> You know, it, it 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 always makes you think. Okay, I guess I will get Social Security because there's a lot of people out here working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mr. Yes. Williams. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you're absolutely right. Uh, does uh, she's doing some great things, and and you're doing some great things. Uh, I read your resume. I look. I'm looking at all of this stuff. Uh, what was your driving force to get you where you are in life today? I think it's so funny. I, you know, people always say the positive side. I think my fear of failure and my fear of not being able to change and control my circumstances was my motivation. Um, you know, having grown up in an urban community and a blue collar family, um, limited opportunities. So I was told or showed um, that was my motivation. Like I can do better. I can be better. Wow. Yeah, that, that J- JC, like Hey, you know, you know I get excited like when my, I hear that hear that thing. My my grandfather always say, "When well, you know better, you do better," right? 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's so true. It's so true, and it's just like looking at the circumstances. Like, okay, how do I find a way out of this? Um, and something my dad used to always say to me, and now I say to my kids is, I he wanted me to be better than him, and I had, my kids have to be better than me. And and that was that was just the guiding force. That meant even if I was the best plumber, the best educator, the best doctor, I just had to go further than my parents went. That was the charge I was given. Right. And now you see, like, uh, there's a lot of youth that come up and, and, and have varying levels of success. You know, as an educator and a leader, I mean, we, like we just saw uh, Dr. Newsom, you know, go in a different path than, than most and stay, stay along with her education and, uh, in the midst where most people would quit. Um, but what qualities do you think lead most to, to success for, for young people right now? Um, other than circumstance, I think the biggest thing that young people are getting now that I didn't get and I get as an adult is knowing your why. Why am I doing it? We always know the what. What is I have to feed myself, I have to have a shelter, I have to have clothes. But the why is the big thing. And I think now this generation is seeing more of the why. This is why I'm doing it. Um, and I, I just think that's key. Um, we all know the what, but we never know the why. And until we hit that why... We we don't get over that hurdle. Wow, that's that's you hit that on the nose. Um, you hit that on the nose because most people don't understand the why, and uh, once you understand the why, at least I think uh, that gives you a sense of direction on setting goals and and trying to achieve the next step and and coming up with a plan uh, to accomplish these things. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. You so why gives you that objective? Like that's you can measure it. That why is measurable. What is not measurable? Why is measurable? And and it's just huge because if you know why you're doing it, then you can have success. You know, if if you're playing football because you want to be on TV, that's the what. But if you're playing because <laughs> this is your passion, this is the burden God is giving you, or it's your gift, or whatever it may be, now that's your why. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. Excellent. I mean, that, that's that's amazing that you say that. So, uh, Doc, Dr. Newsom, I, I want I want to ask you that question since since uh, Mr. Williams brought it up. What, what is your why? Um, my why is because I I've always wanted to be somebody. I want to be a leader. I want to be someone that other people around me can look up to. So, I think that's my why. That's, that's so encouraging. Wow. I mean, we talk about our show with It's Your Life and being an inspirational, motivational show, um, but you also have to have to look at every single side of it because, you know, like you said, iron sharpens iron. And, you know, the things that we do right now can change to who we are tomorrow. Um, so talking about change, uh, Carlos, what, what was uh, how did you transition into your current business right now? I mean, you've been an educator, you've been in schools, you've been a principal, well, how'd you, how'd you transition from, from just straight, strictly education into what you're doing now? That same piece of that why, like I've had the impact in the classroom. I've had the impact as a department leader and then as an assistant principal and then as a principal and director of education. I had that impact and I was like, okay, how can I impact more people? So now that I can go out and speak with school leaders or speak with whole school districts or train school leaders, it still it still hits my why because now I get to push other people to understand my why and, and not just educate from that perspective of what. Because I think a long time ago I gave up on doing things that were lucrative because it never fulfilled me. Mm-hmm. So my biggest thing with being an educational consultant and, and going out speaking with leaders was, okay, how do I shape that next generation? And I joke about it, but it's also serious. Like, how do we get Social Security? If we don't help this next generation, and if we don't help the next generation to help that generation, then we missed our why, and we'll be on that steady decline yeah, um, as a wow. society. I mean, because education is everything, and if I can teach 24-7 and, and not lose any sleep, but I can't teach everybody, but if I can go out and help someone be a better teacher or be a better school leader, then then I've done my part and I'm still fulfilling my why. That, that's amazing responsibility, you know, uh, when you look back at it. Because most of us, when we're growing up, we probably spent more time in the classrooms with our teachers or, or, or with our coaches than we did with our actual families back then. So 
the information that the kids are getting and you being one of the people that's responsible for it, I mean, that's a, that's a big responsibility. How do you balance that with knowing that uh, you know, you're doing the right thing? Um, when you see, when you get that, because uh, it's, it's really a thankless job, but when you get that wedding invitation 20 years later or you get that, um, I'm quite sure there's someone right now going, man, Dr. Newsom's doing her thing. I remember when I taught her in third grade. So when you get that, that's the gratification, right? When you hear her already have the doctor in front of her name and she's like, yeah, I think I'm going to go back and get this master's real quick. Like right. that is, that is, <laughs> that's what motivates you. Cause you're sitting there going, she heard me when I said X, Y, and Z. She got it when I said X, Y, and Z. So those are the things that, that, continues to push me because when you see it, you don't see the results in the classroom. You see it five, 10, 15 years down the road. I mean, I've been in this profession over 30 years now, and now I see it. There's people that I taught. Now wow. they're school leaders, you know? So th- those are the things where well, you go. Mr. Okay. Williams, we're going we're gonna to we're gonna have to take a station break right now, but we're going to come back and continue to talk with you about this. It's your life. I'm James Coley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. Build a better business today with Launch Team Consulting. Launch Team Consulting provides human resources, change management, and ethics training for businesses and organizations looking to create a culture of excellence. Launch Team Consulting is here to increase revenues, productivity, and teach you how to launch your business to new heights. With over 90 years of combined experience, the staff at Launch Team Consulting can help improve business performance and strategy. Visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com to learn how we strive to help business owners develop a solid foundation and solid building blocks of leadership so that they can flourish. Launch Team Consulting also offers executive coaching too to help business leaders achieve professional goals. Contact Launch Team Consulting at 619-940-6362. That's 619-940-6362. Or visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com. That's LaunchTeamConsulting.com. Putting you on the path to success with Launch Team Consulting. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Hey, Mr. Williams, uh, before we took the commercial break, you were explaining uh, something and uh, I, I would like for you to continue about you see the benefits uh, and and. You, the, the people that kind of encourage uh, the people to go out and do su- successful things, you see them 20 years from now, you see the, what their growth and you see all of these other type of things. Can you continue that? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, that's just that's the biggest reward when you see the success that you that you saw in its infancy. So there's someone somewhere who who influenced me, you know, and, and they just maybe today they're looking like, OK, he heard me. I think it's just so important because. I think we get caught up in all these tangible things to measure success or or why we do what we do, but it's when we see how it has impacted others and their success has surpassed your success. Um, I think that's just just the greatest testament to, I know my work as an educator, uh, my work as a a male in this society, um, and a male of color, um, to be quite honest, just to, to have that impact um, through multiple communities throughout the nation because I understood my why. Now, now I've, I've known Carlos for, for a long, long time. Um, he was a smart kid. Even when we were young, I, you know, we were running around throwing rocks or jumping into the rivers and stuff, and he's sitting out there reading newspapers. Uh, <laughs> so what, what, was, what was it in your upbringing that, that, that uh, made you – uh, know the, the way that you were. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background and, and why you chose to go into the educational field. I I, I came from um, I guess blue collar parents was one one motivation. My mom and dad blue collar, um, no nonsense. But I had a second set of parents, um, and technically they were blue collar. 
So again, they and my second set of parents was Ray's parents, Ray and Juanita. Just seeing how there was no shortcut to success and hard work paid off. So whether it's my dad who worked, you know, as an HVAC guy or raised dad as a boxer, those things still showed you had to put in the work and you had to know why you were doing it. Um, so I think I think I was fortunate to have two sets of parents who worked really hard. And it just just seeing that example um, was enough for me. And I didn't like the community I lived in. I loved it, but I didn't like it. And I knew I couldn't spend the rest of my life there. Wow. That is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Mr. Williams, what would you say some of the uh, concepts uh, to become a successful leader? Um, Knowing your past, like, and I tell students all the time, I was a history teacher. It's like, if you don't know your past, then you don't know your present, therefore your future is in doubt. Because so many people kind of walk through society not really knowing where they come from. So how do you know where you're going if you don't know where you're coming from? Um, and that's that piece. People, again, it goes back to that core piece, your why, but you've got to know who, who are you and what were you designed to be and what were you meant to be. And if you can't tap into that, then you're always just kind of going from one thing to the other. And it's that mentality of, of, oh, I'll have success if I get this job. I'll have success if I get into this college. But the reality is you still have to have a core of, who you are. Um, and that's one of the things I was able to do through education was not just teach history, but teach kids about who they were as people and, and their purpose and, and, and their, their meaning in the world and their importance in the world. So core values um, have to be developed and cultivated. That's, in, that's interesting that you say that. I want to ask Dr. Newsom about, you know, being a young woman of color in the medical field uh, and, trying to figure out you know, where, where you where you're going um, and what challenges have, have you faced, uh, you know, coming up and going into the, this medical field? Um, I've definitely faced a lot of challenges that I didn't really expect to face. Um, but one thing that has gotten me through, you know, always knowing that I am a woman of color and it's not a lot of people like me in the medical field and even when I was going into my internships and um, even being in the classroom every day, I've just always told myself to just always be myself. I've gotten here because I'm obviously smart enough to be here. I've obviously worked hard enough to be here. So I just think that that was very important for me to always realize that um, just to keep me going. Man. And JC, you always talk about that, about the confidence, <laughs> about believing in yourself, about knowing who you are. And, and it's encouraging to, to hear the young lady talk about that. Um, but how do you develop that, Carlos? When, when, you, when you are in the classroom or when you're, you're, you're talking to you know, other organizations, how do you de- help develop that confidence in you know, somebody being or being confident, com- confident in their own skin? The reality is when you walk in that room, you can't walk in there with that sense of, uh, you guys brought me in here today to speak because I know everything. No, the reality is you brought me in this room today to share and to steal from you guys because you guys know some things I don't know. So it's really that openness, and it's just just direct, open communication that that's just unfiltered. You know, so many people, I don't know, I, I, I learn from kids every day. I learn from my 8-year-old every day. And I think it's that same piece of just being open. I think the more you're open to receive, the more you can give. And the more you can you can share of your experience. But if you go in there with some some false bravado or some false pretense, then then you kind of set yourself up and, and those in that room for failure. So it's just really being open and just finding a way to connect. Um, and I think I've been blessed to connect on all levels. I came from not a lot, but then I had a chance to see the world on a whole nother level. So I've kind of traveled and seen the gun like you have, Ray, and it makes it easier to connect with people. Wow, that is fantastic. Uh, Mr. Williams, uh, are you encouraged or worried about uh, our future leaders? I'm encouraged because I think this time right now of what we're seeing, um, not even just politically, like we're getting a chance to see a lot of foolery. We're getting a a chance to see a lot of, you know, there's room for leadership. There's room for growth. I'm encouraged because no one's no one wants to do these 
what we've done for the last three, four, five years, no one wants to do that for the rest of the time. So there's got to be a kid somewhere going, I'm going to be different. I'm going to do it different. I'm going to lead different. So, no, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged because uh, – what is it? Tough times doesn't last all the time, but tough people do. I, I believe that. That's, that's, I believe that. that. That's that's one of them old school quotes. We talk yeah, about no. <laughs> talk about no, old school so quotes. No, I'm I'm encouraged. I really think that there are some leaders that are going to step forward because they've seen a great example, and now they get to see some bad examples. And I'm I don't want to get political at all. It's not about politics, but it's about we've seen the difference between leadership and character, and um someone leading for themselves. We've had a chance to witness that, and I think that's going to inspire some future leaders. Now, now we, we talk about, you know, you know old school you know, leadership when we were young, and our parents led a different way. Um, so I'm, I'm going I'm to give both my guests at the stage. Is Okay, so what advice would you give a young uh, or a younger, Shaquille uh, Newsom, and Carlos, back to you, what advice would you give a young Carlos Williams? I want his the kids because I'm going to steal her answer. Go to the kids, you go first. <laughs> um advice would be just don't ever give up like whatever you want to do whatever you have your mind on do that and stick to that because i noticed being like a younger person and in my generation a lot of people like to switch what they want to do because they're not really sure about it they're doubting themselves so they jump from one career to the next or one trade to the next. So I just feel like people should stick stick to what they want to do and just focus on that and continue with that. Yep. I, I'm, I, look, I'm with Dr. Newsom. Just know who you are, know why you're that person and what you can do with that. I mean, that's, that's at the core of it. I mean, I think Dr. Newsom and I are saying the same thing. Once you're comfortable wow. in your own skin, you're a winner and you can lead. But you got to figure out, how do I feel if people don't accept me in this certain circle? Do I, do I change who I am or do I stick to the, to, the, to the path? And I think that's what she's saying, and that's what I agree with. Once you're comfortable in your own skin and you know your why, it's, it's downhill from there. Wow. Yeah, see, what challenges do you oh, – I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, because I, I, had, I had some advice that I was going to give to myself when I was younger. That I don't skateboard without a without a um, helmet. <laughs> See, they had much better advice to give, but that was my advice. If I didn't skateboard without a helmet, better. Right. <laughs> you know. So, uh, what challenge? Uh, this is Mr. Williams. Uh, what challenges do you think that uh, our youth will face, or they won't face, uh, based on our uh, situation that we are in today? Um, people, I mean, in America, and I, I love my country, um, and I wouldn't want to live in any other country in the world, but people who look like me as a man of color are going to have to understand that there are times you're going to have to work twice as hard as some other people. There's some times where you're going to have to earn, um, your credibility versus it being given to you on the front end, but it doesn't mean you can't win. doesn't mean you can't succeed, but you just have to know what you're battling and who you're battling and you're battling stereotypes. Um, so it, it's just that piece of telling these young people like, Hey, prove them wrong. They say what you can't do, prove them wrong, show them what you can do and they'll forget what color you are. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, that, uh, a person have to uh, go out and, and you know, prove everybody wrong. You got to believe in yourself. You have to believe yes. in yourself, but you know what? We're going to have to take a station break, but we're going to come back and we're going to introduce our next guest. And we're still going to talk to uh, Dr. Newsom and Mr. Williams. So, uh, it's your life. I'm James Coley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. 
We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. It's Your Life is Back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And I'm Ray Leonard Jr. Hey, Ray, one of the things that um, I wanted to uh, uh, put out to our listening audience are some of the attributes to being a successful leader. You know, I believe that in order to lead, you have to have the ability to plan, organize, listen, coach, delegate, and treat each other members of your team or whatever that might be fairly. Uh, so I think that that is, is is extremely important. Also, I believe that you must have the ability to influence. And most importantly, I think that we must teach, train, listen, and have a set of expectations for us to be successful and continue to lead, but also continue to learn because we have to know uh, our people. Our people meaning that our team, our, our organization or whatever that is. So I thought that was important that uh, the listener audience uh, uh, needed to hear that. You know, I, I think it's, it's great that you say that because I look back on what was my most um, impressionable times and, and the biggest things that taught me how to be a leader. And for me, it was, it was when I was playing team sports. So whether it was basketball or you know, my first love of football, um, it taught me that I had to play my role. I had to be able to depend on others. I had to you know, lead by example, and I had to be coachable. So if you're not willing to be coachable, if you're not willing to learn, if you're not willing to take uh, constructive criticism, then you, you can't be a great leader. And if you think you have all the answers, you'll, you'll never be a great leader because we all learn from doing. We all learn from others. And it's almost like a, it's like a trial and error type of thing. And that's what your parents and the wisdom from your grandparents is. It gives you that knowledge for you not to make those same mistakes. And so when I see the youth of the day and they're listening and learning and, and taking everything that we've done and making it better, it's encouraging. So I want to ask Dr. Newsom, um, now in your classroom, you know, before you, you graduated and now into your internship, um, what was the conversations like between you and your fellow peers? Um, it's all about drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Like we were, our conversations were just mainly about how we're going to pass these next exams. Um, it's, it was very stressful being in the classroom. So really all everyone thought about was how we want to pass these exams, getting advice on how to study for certain exams. Um, we really had no life, no conversation about anything else, honestly. So it was just like a singular focus for, for all of you working together. Singular to, to, focus, yes, because it was so stressful, and we just had to make sure that we got the grades that we needed to get to where we wanted to go. That's excellent. And when you talk about stress, uh, Carlos, I want to ask you this question. Um, you know, I think that's going to be one of the major things that we have to deal with. Uh, we had Dr. Earl Sutter on a couple of weeks ago, and, and he wrote a book about stress. But I really think, you know, coming out of this COVID-19 thing and people getting back to work and, and you know, dealing with relationships and the stress that you're going to have from the economic pain um, is going to be a big thing for us to, to deal with. Now, how do you think or what is your, what is your best advice about how to deal with the, the stress of life? Me personally, I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Doctor. Was it Doctor News? I'm sorry. Who was supposed to answer? <laughs> I'll, I'll give both of you guys some time. So, Carlos, you want to start off? Um, I, I, I've just in in my in my short years on Earth, um, I used to stress all the time, and then I realized that 
I can only worry about what I can control. And the reality is I don't control a lot. So that cut down on my worrying because <laughs> you can only worry about what you can control. And there's certain, like, I can't control COVID-19, so I can't worry about it. All I can do is put myself and my family and my students and my colleagues and my peers in the best position to be safe, but I can't worry about it. Um, And I think that's one of the things lately I've been trying to share with people, like, only worry about what you can control. Mm. And what you can control, then put yourself in the best position to be successful in those circumstances. So... I've kind of given up on stress because I don't have much more hair to fall out of my head. Well, that that was that we we appreciate that from the old guys like us, <laughs> but, but Dr. Newsom, how, what do you think about? Uh, you know, what advice could you give you know, the younger generation about how to deal with the stress and everything that's going to come out of this uh, this situation? Now, I definitely think that that was great advice right there because I'm I'm actually working on that myself. Um, trying not to stress over things that I can't control um, just because there are other things to worry about that you can't control. So I think that it's just best for you to focus on the things that you can't control and just let God take care of everything else that you can't control. Love it. Very wow. awesome. Yes. Yes. That's powerful. So JC, what, what about you? What do, what do you, what do you think? But besides you getting in the hot tub, <laughs> you know, I, you know, just like what Mr. Williams just said, uh, if if you if it's out your control, and uh, you done did everything within your power to try to solve whatever that might be an issue, a problem, or concern, if it's out your control, let it go, uh, because mm-hmm. then you find yourself you find yourself uh, digging yourself deeper and deeper in a hole because you're trying to do something that you have no power to do. So uh, you have to know what your limitations are, I believe. And you have to be able to uh, understand that you got to stay in your lane. Uh, You cannot uh, get out your lane. And by doing it, uh, some of the core values that I always talk about when I'm teaching uh, uh, leadership classes is I follow what I call the the HIE. It stands for honesty, integrity, and ethics. I mean, Mm. and you have to believe in those things yourself. Uh, You have to be honest with yourself at all times. And you have to have the integrity where you're going to do the right thing, even when you're the only one there. (laughs) You you have to always uh, uh, do the right thing, at least I believe. But most importantly, I think that um, ethically, we always have to do the right thing uh, ethically. Because if we if we take these things, we are, we know that we cannot sit back and worry about um, uh, issues and concerns that we have no control over. Yeah, and, and, and it's great to, to hear this information and hear that you guys are so positive and talking about that because that's one of my biggest stresses and concerns, my worries about you know our youth of the future and, and even some of the the folks that are, you know, the moms and dads that are going through tough times right now. And I just want them to be encouraged and know that, you know, tomorrow will be a better day. Um, you know, you don't have to live in your circumstances today. Just believe and trust in yourself. You're special. We were all made in our own perfect image. We all have our own fingerprint, our own DNA. And that's the reason why we're on this planet to give what we have and our special uniqueness back to the world. So stay encouraged. You're loved. We have. You have to stay encouraged, and uh, as we become leaders, and you know our youth out there, as you as you grow, you gotta always understand that you have to have vision. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to be able to express your vision. Uh, I mean, in understandable terms, where you understand it yourself, you have to uh, extend your vision uh, that you have to, with others. But most importantly, in, in order to be the best leader, in order to be the best person, in order to be the best at anything that you do, you have to live your village, your mm-hmm. vision. You have to be able to live it, and you have to believe in yourself. Yes, yes. And, and to both of our guests, I, I know that you know we're talking about you and highlighting you and, and, and your experiences and everything that you've given. But, you know, we, we don't do this all by ourselves. And so, you know, I want to give you both the opportunity to, to say a thank you or a shout out or whatever you want to, to some of the people that, that helped you get to this point. Um, if, if, 
I guess the biggest thing is funny. I was sitting here listening to all this, and one of the things I have to say is, as a former school leader, principal assistant principal, I think every crossing guard, secretary, and head custodian was key to my success, and I have to thank them because people think, oh, those people are invisible. No school works without those people. The secretary has all the wisdom. Trust me, she gets all the tea. She gets all the. She knows that. Get your kids there safe. If your head custodian is mad at you, your building doesn't open. It's not clean. Like all of those things go into kids being the leaders of the future. So, I think my biggest thank you to, as from a professional perspective, is all the support staff that I had in buildings, not my teachers, not the deans, but the custodian, the cafeteria lady, the nurse, the crossing guard, those people make the future go. And they're so overlooked, so overlooked. Excellent. Excellent. Dr. Newsom. Um, Well, I want to go off of what he said and I want to shout out the teachers because I am having to homeschool my kids right now, and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you would think. got a great appreciation for that now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely want to shout out the teachers. Um, but for me, as far as who has helped me along the way, um, definitely my family. Everyone in my family has taken a part in helping me. Um, special shout out to my mom and my grandparents because – they, without them, it's no way I would have made it this far. Well, excellent. Oh, and, wow. and we, we want awesome. to thank both of our guests for being on today. JC, I think we're winding down right now, right? Yeah, we, we, we still got a little time, but, uh, hey, it's been an absolute pleasure. I think you guys educated uh, our listeners. It certainly educated me. And uh, I tell you what, continue to do great things, both of you guys. Continue to go out there, continue to do great things, continue to help build our future leaders of tomorrow. And make sure uh, you find us uh, on our on your It's Our Life podcast. On, uh, uh, it's, it's several ways, Ray. Tell them. It's several. They, yeah, they yeah. Can, I mean, you can listen uh, to us on, on iHeartRadio. My wife and daughters are trying to figure it out now. Tell us, tell us, Ray. Yeah, iHeartRadio. You can listen to the Omni podcast. We're on uh, iTunes podcast. Um, what, radio.com. Spotify. 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 Denza. Uh, Omni. Uh, also, we got Stitcher and TuneIn coming up. So it's about nine podcasts. But you also, you can listen to us on AM 1170, the, the Answer Out of San Diego, FM 96.1, The Answer Out of San Diego, AM 660, The Answer Out of Dallas, uh, Fort Worth. You know, it's been an absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Another great show. Thank you guys so much. We will see you next time. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. This is Ray Leonard Jr. We'll see you next week. Same time, same station. (laughs) Join James and Ray next week at this same time for more It's Your Life, where you'll learn how to dream big, think big, and be big. For more about James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Come back next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration on how you can become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow.